0: This episode of NOLA Famous was mixed and mastered by Soul Sonics. That's S O U L S O N I X. If you're looking to get the highest quality recording, check out Soul Sonics now. Tell them we sent you and get 20% off your first session. Today's episode of Nola Famous is sponsored by Lavish Lemonade, a delicious blend of lavender and fresh lemonade, all organic and vegan friendly, locally made and bottled here in New Orleans. It mixes great with vodka, too, just saying. So make sure that you always <laughs> shop local, buy local, and buy Lavish Lemonade. That looks It's good. really good, too. You know, actually, this would make a good margarita, too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I mean, it's really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Tastes yeah, like spa a little bit, like a taste of uh, something lavender. I would get from a spa. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because it's that lavender. <laughs> you know, so we have yeah. the tequila to hype us up and we had the lavender and calm us down. <laughs> Perfect. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: Live from Landing Zone Studios, this is Nola Famous. I'm your host, Tatum Gardner. Happy Friday, everyone. Hola y'all. If if you know uh who the uh, who the guest is today, that's a hint. Hola y'all, where will you go in New Orleans and see that sign? Today my co-host is the always beautiful Dr. Amber Lee, who's hello, like my partner in crime these days. Yes, it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> She's always ready to come back and we're always glad to have her.
2: Thank you.
0: Our special guest today is CEO and Chairman of the Al Copeland Investments. He is a member of the most distinguished entrepreneurial family in New Orleans. Mr. Al Copeland, Jr.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I
0: No, I'm honored to, to be sitting across <laughs> from you. Thank you. Right. It, it is. It's an honor. Here. Yeah. So is this your first podcast?
1: Yes, it is, actually.
0: Ah, oh,
2: we love yes. podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go easy on you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. I need uh, class first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. I just want to set the scene. You know, Mr. Copeland comes in. He's got two big brown bags. And when he opens those bags, it's filled with margaritas and fried chicken tortillas. Like, wh- what gets better than that? Nothing. Right? Absolutely And it's nothing. delicious. And if you think Popeye's chicken is good, this chicken is good too, but it's just different. It's like mm-hmm. a more southern, right? It's kind rec- more,
1: it's an herb fried chicken. Yeah. So we have these, mm-hmm. the onions and the peppers and the celery components into the spice. So it really gives a... Well, it really like, wakes up your mouth and, and gets your mouth watering for the next bite. So I, I really like it. It's a recipe that we came up with about seven years ago. It's on our, our Copeland's menus, and then we put it on the lay menu. And we thought, what would be better? What would be better than New Orleans a fried chicken fajita? So yeah. we do that. You can get it grilled. But the fried chicken fajita is uh, one of my best sellers.
2: Definitely. And once you've had it, why would you ever eat a grilled chicken? I'm not going back. <laughs> it's so good. After having it, it's like the most robust flavor. It's so good. That's yeah. Right. Once like, you go fried, so you never go back. That's no. Right.
0: It's all about
1: marrying flavors, too. The sauces, the habanero ranch, I love with mm-hmm. it. They top it off with a little guacamole and a little pico de gallo. And uh, it's really, really good.
0: Yeah. So this is a little surreal for me. Like, I'm a, I am hate to sound silly or whatever, but I'm a huge fan. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, when you grew up in New Orleans and the Copeland name, you're just your family and, and your legacy and... So now you are in charge and CEO and chairman of the Al Copeland Investments, all right? right. Yes. So tell me, like there's so many different facets to that. There,
1: is. Right. there is, So it's, it's broken down to really four main businesses. We have a manufacturing business. We still do all the proprietary recipes for Popeye's fried chicken. And we have, uh, we do business, manufacturing business. Uh, so we do custom foods for large companies like 300 unit change and more.
0: Okay, and, and that's so what? Wow. Diversified, diversified food? Diversified food, excuse okay. mm-hmm. right.
1: And then we have the restaurant division, which you have Copeland's Restaurants, Cheesecake Bistro, and a little concept called Batch 13, and we just opened No mm-hmm. So, I mean, born and bred in restaurant business. Love the restaurant business. Uh, it's, uh, it's the hardest business we're in, but it is, uh, it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the, uh, in the hotel business. We've got the Copeland Tower in Mattery. Uh, we've got the St. Charles Coach House downtown, and we have uh, one restaurant, I mean, one hotel in the French Quarter. So, you know, that's really a fun business and a hospitality business. And the third thing that we do is run the Al Copen Foundation. We've done some amazing work there, and, yeah. and uh, that's been a key initiative of mine since my father died. I made a promise to him to try to find a cure for the cancer that he had, and we did. So it, it's, it's, that, it, it's really a miracle that
0: it we're able a miracle. to accomplish yes. that.
1: So those are the. That's my daily routine, right? Yeah. There. Let's We're break it down places. a
0: little bit, though. We so let's start, I guess, with uh, Noleg, because that's your latest restaurant mm-hmm. project, right? Yes. And you guys have been open since March of this year.
1: Yeah. No. Yes. That's exactly right. April first. April. So. Okay. April. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: And that is actually attached to one of the hotels on St. Charles, the Stagecoach, correct?
1: It's Coach House. Yeah. Coach House. So I'm sorry. Coach House is a forty-four room hotel, uh, big rooms, high ceilings, fully renovated. Um, And it it has a theme, it's uh, it's, uh, Explore like a local, stay like a guest. So it's got a big map on the back of the wall and we can tell uh, tourists, how to get through the town like a local would.
2: Yeah, oh, It's cool. got forty.
1: It's got forty-four cubby holes. Everybody's got their own cubby hole for their room, so we can leave them little goodies in there that they can take to the room. And oh. it's all centered around transportation. The building is always. It opened as a Packard dealership uh back in the ni- early nineteen hundreds uh, when it was built by uh the Tabit family, and so we then. Um, and then it was a Cadillac dealership and ended up closing as a Mercedes-Benz dealership. So it really took that into the design and uh, under the choice brand Ascend and we created like our own thing, our soft, a soft brand called Coach House, St. Mm-hmm. Charles Coach House. And so attached to that, I mean, you walk out the doors there and you walk into Nole, and Nole is uh, the Cuisine de las Americas. It's really paying homage to uh, Latin America and its influence on New Orleans, or Spanish and its influence on New Orleans. And you'll see that spread, that kind of culturally and environmentally spread through the entire menu in the space.
0: Yeah, it's one of my favorites. So it's like a marrying of the French Cajun cuisine and the Latin American cuisine, which is something totally different for the city.
1: That's right. You know, <laughs> yeah. New Orleans is so competitive. I always believe, you know, we we, have, we do a lot of business in the suburbs and I really want to get ingrained in the community wherever we have restaurants. And when we go into New Orleans, that's a big, that's a big pot pie to, fit to fish in. So we wanted to have something unique. We wanted to meet an unmet need and we have looking to host, you know, really huge events there. We can have, uh, you know, 280, 300 people to yeah. smaller rooms broken off into, into really fun spaces to everyone to enjoy.
0: Yeah, I, we went. My husband and I to a tequila dinner there. Actually, the Heredora dinner, mm-hmm. and so it was like pairing the different tequilas with the different dishes that No offers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you were there. Yeah, you? We, yeah, we were in the
1: terrace room, yeah. and we and we did a little pairing of tequilas with uh, with food. It was phenomenal. It we was. had a ball in there. It was a, what, a, what a night that was.
0: Look, when I left, I'm telling my husband, I want to go to the Heredora place and see where they make the tequila. tequila like that's was possible. Awesome. Have you been?
1: No. No. No, I have not been but I like drinking it. <laughs> and, and and I can pair it well with the food that we do. Yeah. Um, but um, no time for that yet.
0: No, mm-hmm. that was fun. That was yeah. my first tequila tasting dinner mm-hmm. that i had ever been to, you know, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I've always done wine pairing dinners, but that was such a great concept. Mm-hmm. I think you need to do another one. No problem. That was fun. I'll
1: sign you up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sign me up always. Uh-huh. No, he's <laughs> one of our favorites. And so let's talk about, you said events. I know that you guys have a lot of events coming up this month. Actually first drag brunch, Right? Yes,
1: we have the Drag Brunch, that is happening. October 19th. Oh thank you, <laughs> October 19th. We haven't done one of those before, and, and uh, so I understand that they're very popular. My daughter, uh, Allison, is the uh, Vice President of Restaurant Operations, it was her idea to do this, and, and so, uh, you know, I agreed to do it and I think it's going to be a great time. We'll have a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of people really enjoy going to drag brunches. Yeah, it's
2: really hot. There's great food out there. It's so popular right now. It is yeah. so popular mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I think just brunch
0: in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. like my favorite thing <laughs> to do. Brunch is
2: the best. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, brunch. It's
0: so
1: a it's reason good. to drink on Sunday. That's right. Morning.
0: True. So, <laughs> yeah, morning. <laughs> You've been involved in the family business always from a very young age and right. now I heard you mention that your daughter was in charge of, what was her role?
1: Uh, she's the vice president of restaurant, uh, the restaurant division. Okay. So she reports directly to me, and uh, she's been working with me for about maybe 8, 10 years now, and uh, she started in HR and worked her way up. She's doing a great job. The way that it started for me was Popeye's was founded when I was 9 years old, so right. I, I can mm-hmm. recall everything about it. And we lived very poor and, and uh, in a bad, some bad neighborhoods and gunshots outside. I mean, it was when I was a young kid, a lot of scary moments, but... Uh, to see this evolve into what would happen. When I was nine, I'd come home from school and I didn't realize what I was asked to do, but I was f- supposed to bag seasonings and, and tear off labels of bottles for the first uh, Popeye's chicken restaurant. So it was always a proprietary secret. And they, so our first manufacturing division started in our garage. And I was the only employee. Oh, and me that's and my sister. so awesome. <laughs> I love that. And you're so, one of, like, you,
0: you come from a big
1: nine, family. Yes. Yeah, nine, nine, nine. Wow. Others. Nine, eight others. Okay. Siblings. So, yeah, it's uh, and so we grew through that, and uh, so I started working for Popeyes when I was twelve years old, and wow. uh, and worked there every single summer that I possibly could, and uh, just worked myself all the way up the organization.
0: That's such a great story, it and is. so yeah. it's always been a family business. And do you feel like now that you've taken over, it's kind of the same? Like it's 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 mostly a family business, or all your children involved, all the family?
1: I have um, three of my daughters that are involved in the business now. And Allison, Allison runs it. I've got one uh, that's a director of purchasing and one that's uh, in marketing. And uh, it's great to have them a part of the, the business yeah. because, I mean, if you can't depend on your family to help no, you right. run the business, no <laughs> one can. You, who can you depend on?
2: Well, I think it's a testament, too, to you. And I've, I mean, I've met your father before. Everyone in your family, I feel, is so nice and humble and it's just such a testament that to have family members want to be involved in the business right Mm -hmm. so uh i think it's great yeah it is
0: and do you find too with having the name like Copeland, it's it's hard sometimes, like you know, if like the Bensons. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is just out there, you know, anytime mm-hmm. you do something, your mm-hmm. family fallouts and stuff, but y'all manage to fly under the radar. Like there's not a lot of press about you guys, you know?
1: Well we're we're people's people, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we uh we blend in well. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll high five the dish dish cook <laughs> dishwasher yeah. the cooks, you know, in, in the kitchens and, and we have fun. What mm-hmm. we do, and when you when you raise from humble beginnings, and and you happen to uh, have uh, success, the American dream comes true for you. Then you really you know take that to heart, and you want to try to help everyone get there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you've learned you learned too working every summer since you've been twelve. I yes, mean, you worked, right. and so still to this day is the Popeyes recipe secret. I mean, I know.
1: It, it is secret. Okay. About um, five years ago, I sold the recipe okay. uh, to Popeyes in exchange for a 20-year supply contract to supply them with that recipe. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a really good deal because we were heavily invested in Popeyes and had anything going wrong with that business, the family would have, I mean, that was its financial income. Mm-hmm. So to be able to cash out the recipe allowed them to do some things that they wanted to do with the company, and we got in return our supply business for 20 years which were you know 15 years left on a contract
0: yeah what an amazing deal yeah mm-hmm. i know i'm so, sure your dad was and down on that yeah,
1: one yeah yeah that and 43 million dollars yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly no big deal yeah but you know i read too because you hear that and you're like oh my god 43 million dollars Somewhere where you said, you know what? It's not like anybody got a big sum of cash and we're, like, riding off into the sun- sunset. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, you're still working. Everyone's I still mean, working, yeah.
1: We had a lot of debt to pay. So, yeah. we, <laughs> so it wasn't like anybody could run off in the sunset. We'd have a less to, debt to pay. That's a much pushy. But it is, uh, it, it was a good thing to do to help us balance the portfolio a little mm-hmm. bit. And we're happy with our uh, the supply business. It's a, it's a very profitable business. And, and we supply over 3,000 Popeyes locations wow. currently.
0: Yeah, and you still That's own a few Popeyes, correct? I do. I own yeah. three
1: Popeyes on the West Bank. Uh, I, I've always had it when, when I was 25 years old. My father gave me, uh, he said, I want to let you get into your own business. So he said, I want you to pick up one or two restaurants and I'll, I'll turn it over to you. And it was a restaurant that was profitable. And he said, you're going to take over the restaurant. You're going to take on the, over the debt. You're going to take over the employees. And this is going to start your, your, your own business for yourself. So I did, ended up buying uh, another Popeye's uh franchising another popeyes and then franchising a couple of churches fried chicken mm-hmm. and then i sold off the churches fried chickens and added another popeyes later on after katrina but it was a great learning lesson for me to understand how corporate world worked, yeah. and then having my own business my own franchise you know in addition to that and so today i actually own the three popeyes and i have the copeland's franchise on in kenner okay. almost a and uh, I, I was able to franchise that from Copeland's before my father passed. And it was in March of 07 that we opened it and he died in March of 08. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't long after that. And he looked so healthy and so perfect, you know, during that time. To yeah. think one year later he could be gone. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I know. And it can happen anytime. And it, mm-hmm.
0: it does. And it happens fast mm-hmm. too. But owning chains of fast food restaurants and then owning restaurant chains what is the difference and what would you rather like how is one harder or one easier or is it just the same
1: restaurants or fast food like open and popeyes Mm -hmm. Uh, one of them is uh, more of a transactional business and the other one's more of a hospitality business
0: Mm -hmm. is one harder yeah
1: well it's two ways to look at it i mean the transactional business is um -hmm. it's kind of a minimum wage plus type employee base with a, a the entry level for management. And then when you get up to the to the casual dining segment, uh, the higher level of management, higher level of, of, of crew, you know, cook's uh, skill actually. Mm-hmm. And so you really it's a high it's just a higher level. So it's really the hospitality component, both cooking great food, with are both sober serving good food. But at, at Copeland's you really the dining experience measures in a lot of ways the success of the of the of the visit. Uh, unlike just at Popeyes, you know, you get the food. It's a transaction. Hopefully, they're nice, and mm-hmm. and, and we get this transaction without any frills, and mm-hmm. and 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 they leave happy.
0: What? Is, okay, I'm just asking because I'm thinking wait, Mardi Gras, Popeyes Chicken. Like, is that the busiest <laughs> possible? hand in hand, right? <laughs> I it mean, is. we get boxes of chicken yeah. to go to the parades all day. Right.
1: Good. Thank you for that. Yeah. But it's, yeah, you know, Popeyes became the official chicken of Mardi Gras when my father came up with Popeyes doubloons uh, back in the early uh, mid seventies. Okay. And so it was, uh, if you, if you got a Popeyes doubloon, you could walk in and get two free chess pieces of chicken on the spot for free.
2: Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know that.
1: And we did that for the first year, and it was crazy. That should probably
2: come back. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: The police were asking us to please stop throwing them because I'm people sure. were going crazy. Mm-hmm. That I is- mean, they, they were treating it like, you know, it really was. It was mm-hmm. like worth two bucks or something at yeah. that time. Yeah. And, and that, was, that was like throwing money off the off the balcony. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, um he ran out of doubloons one day and he started throwing dollar bills. But uh, <laughs> that was funny.
0: He was but, such a big personality. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like, larger than life, mm-hmm. big personality. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and to know him is to love him, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, you,
1: you know, coming from nothing and then having something and then, show, you know, feeling good about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sharing that with him, his family, and his friends. And, and even people we didn't know is what it was all about. Mm-hmm. Some people liked that. Some people didn't like that. Yeah. But that's who he was.
2: I feel like that is so imbued in the energy of Popeyes itself. Like mm-hmm. you just want to celebrate when whenever you have Popeyes. I feel like you're celebrating something like a Saints win or Mardi Gras yes. or getting together tailgating, whatever. It's it. There's An so Asian. much fun. Yeah, it's
1: good perspective.
2: I yeah, like it's yeah. fun. Yeah, it feels,
1: I mean, it's good for your soul. It feels mm-hmm. feels like you you really are. Um, filling your soul when you eat
2: it. Yes, 100%. It's so different from, I feel, all the other chicken franchises. That I mean, w- we're not even going to bring up the chicken sandwich situation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to bring up the chicken sandwich Okay, situation.
2: fine, we'll go there. That is,
0: because okay, I haven't tried it yet. So have you had a chicken sandwich? Obviously. Oh, I've
1: developed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we developed it mm-hmm. in the R&D lab uh, over at Diversify. We sell them the, uh, the marinade, uh, the uh, batter, and uh, we, actually, we actually created the breading Mm. And uh, someone else supplies that. Okay. But but we pretty much supply everything for it. I mean, they do. They do have a marinated pickle, and they have a great bun also. And Popeye's committed to a station just for chicken sandwiches. It was a full on commitment for all the restaurants in the franchise community to do this, and the chicken is the sandwich is phenomenal. I mean, you've seen them the videos, yeah. you've oh seen the gosh. taste test. I mean, everyone is put up against a taste test. I haven't seen Popeyes lose.
2: No, it, I, I mean, it's streaming on all social media, media sites. Like, yeah, everywhere. It's like, okay, who broke the internet? Yeah, in, there it, were- It's Kim Kardashian and the Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, there were cops, like in every single Popeyes drive-through line, there were cops around Mandeville and Cummington. I was like, what is going on? And then I saw on social media, I was like- Like, oh. traffic? Oh yeah, because the, the lines were so long, out into the highway yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's that good yes yes it'll
1: be back I mean it just no one could sustain uh, mm-hmm. no supplier uh, employees were were uh, just worn out and beat. Yeah. They could they yeah, couldn't, sure. no. so they're staffing up we're getting they're getting all the equipment that they need they're getting all suppliers stocked up including us and uh, they're gonna relaunch. Very soon. Oh,
2: my gosh. It's going to be That's more so chaos. Funny. Your family should be
0: used to, like, all that, though. The police escort Every time y'all do something like Christmas lights, go your dad baby, go used home. to have
2: to have the police escorts right Seriously? Through the city. Yes. <laughs> yes. Another line for another Copeland's event. Yeah.
1: That's right. <laughs> we try to do it big. <laughs> and
2: do
0: <Yeah. you're> it right. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Big and right. Perfect. So I know we
0: we talked about a little bit off the air about the Christmas lights and stuff. But, um, you know, I'm a a kid of the 80s. And that's where everyone went. It wasn't Christmas season until you passed by the Copeland Mm -hmm. lights. And you grew up in that house. And, like, how was it to be living there seeing that? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, it felt normal to me, actually, because because it was... Part of my life, and you know, I, I knew the story behind. You know, he said that he saw the Centenni House, and if he ever had enough money, he was going to do it. and He's always mm-hmm. told us that. So when uh, when he had enough money to, to start it, he started doing it, and it did. It wasn't a big phenomenon overnight. So it just, I mean, it started pretty big, but it, then it got bigger
2: and yeah. bigger, and bigger and Like and the got Larger and larger. And <laughs> yeah. Larger.
1: And the neighbors got more pissed and more pissed and yeah. more pissed.
0: He seems I'm like sure. a guy that really didn't give a shit about that. Nah. No.
1: <laughs> Until they took him to court.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the judge said, take him down.
0: Right.
1: But uh, that's a whole other story.
0: You know, what is the best piece of advice do you think that you've ever gotten from your dad about business?
1: Uh, you know, I think uh, be you know work hard and, and be true to who you are and what you are. You know, and, uh, and try to have a vision of where you're going and and, uh, and lead the teams to get there. It's not we're not in this alone. it's about teamwork and, and working with people and you know you're going to be successful if you have good people who work for you that are on a path uh, to be you know to, to go where we want to go yeah and, and there's confidence in, in that when you um, when you structure it that way.
0: How do you feel like you're um, the same? As him in business, and then how would you say that you're different from him?
1: He was uh, very reactionary, uh, I would say. He's a true entrepreneur. I mean, it was like, you know, what are we doing today? How are we doing with that? How are we doing with that? What are we doing? This is tomorrow's idea. This is a, what are we doing? How is it going? Mm-hmm. So I'm a little more strategic because I had to be the, I, I was the executor of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My daughter tells me, you know, I'm a lot like him because I'm, I'm kind of the entrepreneurial uh, visionary now. And so... You know I have a little more compassion for the strategic part of it but uh, not as much as I did back when I had to do it right so it was uh, you know something that I think you know uh, I, I would say that's a big part of it you know growing up work working in every single department that we had within the business
0: yeah
1: and uh, doing it through a, a concept development position that I had uh, back into Popeye's days, really got me in tune with, to the business, the people, and how each department worked. And it was, so I was able to be more strategic in my efforts.
0: My husband um, inherited the family business from my father-in-law who, much like your dad, you know, he started from nothing and built it up and was very successful. And then when he passed away, my husband inherited it. And I just remember him talking to me and saying, you know, to start it from nothing is so hard, but to get it and keep it going, mm. that's a big pressure too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. have you ever felt that? Well, that's
1: been my been my job. And so yeah. I, I look at my, my job as, as two things. One is to try to maintain the business and the legacy, you know, that we have yeah. within the business. I mean, he created these businesses. We have to continue. I want my job to continue to run them. And then add to it. As times change, we continue to, I mean, have relevant businesses. Uh, Copeland's is a 36-year-old company plus and to be relevant to th- in today's world still yeah. is, a, is mm-hmm. a hell of an accomplishment. And and look at Popeyes and its relevancy now with the chicken sandwich and, yeah. and exactly. the way that they're developing it's 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 phenomenal that they they're able to continue to get uh, you know new groups mm-hmm. of, of, of of people, a younger generation, and stay relevant with them.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, chicken brings everyone together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be yeah, honest, yeah, especially yeah. down here in the South. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It, it connects everyone I feel but I
0: feel like we're chicken snobs too like I mean we like good fried chicken true. you know and so the fact that Popeye's still is relevant to this day it's because it's good it's just yes. good chicken mm-hmm. period it's good hot yeah. it's good cold it's good the next day
2: yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. True. when you're hungover it's yes good, no matter what
0: <laughs> so um how how soon after your dad died if you don't mind let's talk about the um Al Foundation, right? Yeah. So that's such so a huge part of um, what you guys do. Mm-hmm. When did you start that?
1: It is, um, it started uh, while he was alive. It did, okay. Yeah, he, um, he formed the foundation at that moment to uh, try to find a cure for the cancer that he had while he was alive. I mean, it, the first intention was, you know, he said, you know, we, we, we during Thanksgiving time, we stand up and say what we're thankful for everybody goes around the table and he says i'm thankful for life and i want to uh my, my wish is to find a cure for the cancer that i have and it was a rare cancer so that was a long shot and so we you know, we made a promise to him that we would get that done uh, so we went to work on it or well, immediately to try to save his life and when that didn't pan out we continued the, the path and it was a, it was a near impossible path i mean how how it came was was really heaven sent and uh, spiritual in, in a way that it had to happen. The stars lined up perfectly. Uh, we um, opened a clinical trial here at the LSU Health and Science Center uh, for Merkel cell, which we passed a patient walked in with stage four Merkel cell carcinoma was given three year, three months to live, and uh, he went through our treatment protocol that we had developed and bought equipment and to, to do and. Uh, Two and a half years later, he's traveling the world, you know, in, in complete remission of cancer.
2: Wow, so, That's amazing! Uh,
1: we have, uh, we feel like we've been a, played a part in curing cancer as it relates to Merkel cell, wow. and, and it's all through immunotherapy programs where your own body is used to fight the cancer. And it opens up cancer receptors, I mean, tumor receptors, so it can your body can fight it, you know, 24 hours a day, versus uh, chemotherapy, which is really partially would cause some problems for him because that's just killing all the cells in your
2: mm-hmm. body or really bad.
1: targeting yeah. the made bad ones
0: so did mm-hmm. you say immunotherapy yes and is that are you guys testing it on other types of cancer besides the cancer that your father passed yeah on? we have
1: 17 open trials now mm-hmm. uh, wow. bladder kidney colon breast i mean it, wow. it, it goes beyond what i mean it's unbelievable um, we have two other patients that have and I walked in with, uh, and when you go to clinical trials, that means there's no standard protocol for treatment. So mm-hmm. when th- this is this is a high risk situation, and so we have two more patients that have come in with bladder cancer that are now cancer free uh, through amazing. the so wait,
0: that's three people. Three people. Now. That's wow. amazing. Saving sa- their lives. Wow. Save lives.
1: One life in your life sounds like an I accomplishment. I was about
0: to say, like, yes. how does it make you feel? Are you just like this? I want is to sure. save more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not
1: gonna stop here. No, we, you? we got, we got a lot more work to do and we need everybody's support. Yeah. You know, I, I really try to embrace the community mm-hmm. with this. So we have events. Uh, we do our chicken jam during <laughs> the summer and we do a uh, na- on national fried chicken day. Matter of fact, And <laughs> yes. we do a, a, an event called crew to cure and a golf tournament. And, um, and it's at Al foundation.org, uh, mm-hmm. where you can donate and read all about what we're doing. But, um, People really gravitated to this. This is the latest and greatest uh, form of medicine, and uh, and it and it doesn't hurt your body to to de- take this this protocol, and that's what's most important. And it's and it's having amazing success.
0: How do people get um, involved or like get enrolled to participate in the in these trials?
1: Well, you go to there's a um, there's a trial. Um, I don't know exactly the numbers or, or, or how how to get to it, but for LSU Health and Science, they've got those the theirs all listed. And if you go through the Copin Foundation, we can guide you to any open trials that are open and available in the United States. Oh wow! So um, if you come through us, we can make it happen for you.
0: Congratulations! Yeah, thank yes. you. That's an amazing, amazing story. Mm-hmm. So amazing! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, how, like, are you a spiritual guy? Like, how how big of a role does spirituality play in your life, or
1: well, I'd say more after he died than yeah. before. But mm-hmm. you know, it's always mm-hmm. takes something like that to get you a little more wired and connected. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am, uh, I am spiritual. Uh, I don't take it over the top, but right. but I do uh, believe in God, and I believe that uh, that I've got you know higher power that's guiding me through all this because there's no way it could happen on, on my own. Right, you know, I can't can't do this solo. Well.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: say that all the time. I believe yeah. that too. I mean, like, you know, I I believe there are people kind of positioning things and I mean otherwise how else would you be sitting across from me? I'm like yeah. okay. like I need Al Poke on the form of the show and you're here. I'm like yeah. somebody <laughs> made that happen. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, all my people up there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we cool. do let's get back to Nolay, because right. I feel like yes. we have not touched on that enough and it's such an amazing restaurant. It's one of my favorites in the city. Uh,
2: amazing margaritas, plug <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're toasting the margaritas right now. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to Friday,
2: Friday. Friday. yes.
0: <laughs> Fried chicken and margaritas. Chicken mm-hmm. but, and but So margaritas. we talked a little bit about the Dracula brunch, Dracula mm-hmm. brunch on um, October 19th. And then you guys have a Day of the Dead on the 31st and November 1st. So it's like $4 tacos, $4 margaritas. What, are y'all having an event for Halloween?
1: Yeah, it's going to be like, I mean, people can come up in costume and there'll be some prizes. And, and we're going to just have fun with it. It's going to be just a place to go for uh halloween and it's going to be through the first uh so it's october 31st through the fourth first you'll be able to all each and all of those days you'll be able to celebrate just fun there'll be entertainment there you know there'll be uh you know costumes for, for that day and it's just um it's a great day to come celebrate when you go to eat somewhere you want to have good food good drink and you right. want to have a purpose for being there absolutely you know, and, and I think uh, it's just a reason to celebrate.
0: You know, I love Nolay just obviously because of the food, but also I have three children, and one of them is a very picky eater, and so you mm-hmm. know he doesn't like typical Mexican restaurants. Or so when we go there, he's like, "I just want the fried chicken." I'm like, "This is perfect. <laughs> like, it's great family friendly." Right. You know, because what kid doesn't eat fried chicken? You right. know, so you even bring your picky eaters there. True. All right, and then we have, which I love this, Knocking One Back for the Knockers, yes. right? Yes. That is all month of October.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah we're G. One Coleman, back
1: right we're going to support <laughs> breast
0: cancer. Here we go. Uh, Frosé uh, yeah. all day at Nolay.
1: Tito's for the tatas.
0: I
2: love that, uh, yeah. But
1: it's uh, it's going to be uh, just some some specials that we're running all of October. We're doing um, Frosé uh, out in the, for the breast cancer, uh, and we've got different specials that are going on for that particular... The time and uh, some benefit. Some benefits will go to the uh, Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer.
0: Yeah, so that's awesome. the whole month of October. Correct. And So Tito's for Tatas is going to be at the Copeland's locations. Froze all day is at Nolay, and all the proceeds in the month of October go for immunotherapy right. breast cancer research. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. And then we have other stuff too, right? They have every y'all have a, a regular brunch on Sundays. Yeah,
1: we do. We do a brunch on Sunday, and we're going to be bringing in entertainment for October. But I think that the thing that about Nole that I think is so important to uh, to get out to the to people so that they understand what it's all about is this is a New Orleans concept that, that really plays homage to Latin America. And if you right. look through the menu, we've got things on there like uh, pickled okra, smoked pecans. We do our chips and salsa with cracklin We do fried uh, pickled okra. We have tasso and our nachos with pickled jalapenos and red beans. Uh, we do a duck confit, uh, Creole cream cheese on our blue uh, our blue crab street corn, which everyone is really loving. Uh, we've got fried chicken fajitas. Uh, we do a Mexican barbecue shrimp and grits, um, pecan mole. Our mole is oh, uh, yeah. is really, I mean, it's something that Latin, uh, or Spanish, or Mexican take very, very seriously. And we do ours uh, with like a pecan smoking in it, and it's really delicious. Mm. And then the, one of my favorites is we do a Couchon de lait paella. Mm-hmm. So it's a pork, shrimp, crab meat over a paella in, in in a pan, and it is it is phenomenal. Re- really good, very popular. And uh, it's not as popular as the fried chicken fajita, but it's, <laughs> but it's good.
0: I mean, you know, we are still New Orleans at heart. It's like we mm-hmm. love to try new food, but if you put fried chicken on the menu, a lot of people are going to get it. Yeah, And it's, it's, you're right. It's important to men- mention that the menu is a true marrying of French Cajun cuisine and Latin American cuisine. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: See, I, see, my mother's side of the family, my mother was a true Cajun. Okay. But they hunt what they ate. They grew from the garden. And I was raised as a young kid before Popeyes. Uh, I moved to H- on New Orleans. I lived in Homa, Louisiana, and in Homa we have um, uh, we have lots of land. They had lots of land and gardens. And my gran- great grandfather would come with his prey and uh, from the day and uh, and my grandmother would pick from the garden and she would defrost from the freezer from the night before, and she would have supper cooked by seven a.m. I mean, it was true wow. Cajun style cooking. And that's how my father, meeting her and marrying her really led to Popeyes because he didn't know flavors like that. He didn't even know how to cook. Right. And so he he learned all this by watching them do it. And um, so when I take that heritage and I looked at, I said, I want to find a chef to partner with on this project. And I I found Chris Lusk. And Chris Lusk has the same exact family background as I do on the Latin side. Mm. So based out of Texas. So he... uh, he, he, when he and I came together, it was like pure chemistry. It just said, you know, he, so I said, show me all your traditional cooking, which he did. And I said, now I'm going to show you my traditional cooking. We're going to, we're going to bring these things together and we're going to be New Orleans first. And we're going to layer in this, this, uh, this Latin, you know, Mexican, Spanish kind of uh, flavor profiles.
2: I, just, Al, I would have loved to be in the test yeah, kitchen yeah. Seriously. At a, at a point, right? And that's how that fried chicken fajita was born.
1: Right. Well, I'll tell you, you know, one of the things that we did, we just, we really created, um, you know, dishes that layers of flavor. It's amazing how Latin food has a lot of similarities to ours. They use a lot of peppers and onions and yes. base bases and they sauce everything. in uh, the moles, like our gumbo, a lot of spices, flavors, very high flavor profiles in their food. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was actually a lot easier than you would think. To bring them together some of the things like we tried tamales and we could mm-hmm. not get a tamale you know with a cajun tamale and a latin tamale yeah to right together we just have though we figured we figured it out and we have uh we have them launching on the menu very
0: soon really? yes i love so, tamales i yes. do too yeah. love them is it a seasonal like do you do seasonal menus or you just kind of keep them the menu the same
1: um we no, we change it we, yeah. cha- we, mm-hmm. we have um Probably five new menu items that are on the menu that weren't on at opening and uh, we've taken about five off so we'll continue to, to move the menu as far as long as you know the seasons as the season change as the local produce change, yeah. mm-hmm. as uh as the proteins availabilities change and we'll bring it on like we're not going to sell you know we're going to sell if it's crawfish season we'll bring crawfish in and, and so
0: forth cool yeah and let's talk about the Frosé, because that's yeah. like the best in the city. I've never even heard of Frosé before. Really? I went to um uh, have you? Yes. I, I had not. So yeah. it, it is delicious.
1: Well, that's my daughter's. They 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 <laughs> love Froze. They they said this was hot, Dad. We need to do this. And so they uh we started working on the recipes with our vendors and coming up mm-hmm. with stuff.
0: But does it have it, tequila in it too? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's it, so it's, delicious.
1: It is it, it is phenomenal. Wow. And, and, you know, people are really loving that. And we have a blackberry margarita, mm-hmm. frozen also, and one other, oh, just a regular margarita, a frozen margarita. But they, they're going very well. People really love it. Mm-hmm. We have two bars there. It's interesting because we, you know, one bar is a hotel bar that we've developed, which is really close to the patio uh, where we can do events. And then we have the, the Oleal bar, which is the is the bar that was kind of in place before, but we remodeled everything. But... The biggest, the, the, what has really been gravitating for nole's is events. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we have people, you know, doing 60, 70, 80, 110, you know, or more events using our tequila room uh, mm. in the back, which has got all the... Mystique, almost like yeah. a speakeasy kind of room back there. If you didn't get a chance to see it, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Cool. I think it holds around 50 mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and then the terrace room is just right on Saint Charles Avenue. You know, watching the streetcar pass, mm-hmm. and all the windows can open, and and you can sit out there, and it holds about uh, 60 to 80 people. And then the whole restaurant, uh, the booths move mm-hmm. in the center, so that we can hold like 300 in there for, for a high of event. So, so yeah, a lot of different ways to use it.
0: Holidays coming up, it's like the Mm -hmm. perfect place to have a holiday party Mm -hmm. or any kind of birthday party, anniversary party, because it's a a huge event, Um, Mm -hmm. venue -hmm. space.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. It really is.
0: And it's connected to a hotel, like your guests can fly in, stay at the hotel, walk down, come to the event. Mm It's perfect.
1: Eat, play, and stay.
0: That's right. (laughs) You got it all figured out. Yes,
1: indeed. So did you, and you said you own
0: a hotel in the quarter, too?
1: As a a hotel, we have a, a, it's called the Best Western Best Western Landmark uh, Hotel in the French Quarter, and it's a 104 room property right across from Armstrong Park, off a of Rampart, and it's got a beautiful courtyard, open air courtyard in the, in the middle of it. That uh, and it does really well. It's a good good property
0: for us. Yeah, and the Saint the Saint Charles Coach House that is like directly on the Parade Road, right there in Noli, too. Are y'all gonna be doing any kind of events for Mardi Gras? Or, yes. Because y'all have that huge. Like almost parking lot next to you, right?
1: Yeah, we have uh, yeah, off-site, a offsite. Yeah, what? we have offsite <laughs> parking for a hundred people, and you know, it was a used car dealership, so they True. they oh, had. Yeah. Uh, double-stack parking behind it. So yeah. we offer complimentary valet and uh, off-street parking. So uh, people really enjoy that too. Oh, that's
0: good. That mm-hmm. is good. That's, I love going there because they have the valet. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so uh, we opened a catering company. I was very patient in, when I decided to open the, a, an off-site catering company.
0: you the name? Maripa. What does it mean?
1: So that's, Maripa is the French version of the Holy Trinity. You know, the Holy Trinity yes. is, which is the right, uh, right. sel- onions, celery, Sorry. bell pepper. Yeah. Well, in the French, their Mirepoix is our Holy Trinity, and it's uh, onions, celery, and carrots. Mm. So, we we love that name. It, it shows you know commitment to freshness and a commitment to quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, Mirepoix Catering is it's an event caterer, and not to be confused with Copeland's Catering, and that's why Copeland's is not in its name because every one of our restaurants have their own catering that they do out of the restaurants. We do about a million dollars a year just in catering out of the restaurants. And we'll go to cater Copeland's to someone's house. We'll go uh, uh, cater your event. We can come pick up catering uh, pans uh, for any event that you want to do. that's so good to know. You can take them out and drive, drive up to the restaurant. We have curbside pickup. You can order stuff and pick up at any Copeland's restaurant that you want to, but you're limited to Copeland's food. And what I wanted to do was go into our library of all the creations that we've had over 35 years, and just go through that library and put together an offsite catering menu that would be more corporate, wedding based action stations, uh, you know, past foods, uh, you know, just just really a, a full-on event caterer. Yeah. And uh, so we've done that now, and we launched in February. It's doing really well. Uh, I'm really excited about it. The thing that we do a little bit different than most is not only do we have the culinary uh, expertise to do this, but having about 700 skilled employees in a 60-mile ring in New Orleans that we can pull from. We still use some temporary help occasionally, but a lot of people rely on all temporary support in you to know, pull-off events. We have a lot of employee base we can rely on so we feel like now's the time to do it now's the time to do it right yeah
0: so do you have like a set menu or
1: yeah if you yeah, if you explore yeah. on the mirepoix.com mm-hmm. mirepoix, you can see all the menu we've got hundreds of items on there that you can choose from for different types of events
0: yeah and for those of you who are not cajun it's m-i-r-e-p-o-i-x.com right that's yeah. correct <laughs> <laughs> and yeah tell us so let's make sure that we mention to where we can, so Nolay, the address to, to Nolay, was it 2001 St. Charles yes. Avenue? And that's the same address as the hotel.
1: Yes. Right?
0: That's correct. All right. So, and it would be, to me, the perfect place for a staycation. Yes. Like, even mm-hmm. if you live in New Orleans and you have kids like me and you just want to, like, get away for the weekend, I think it would be the perfect location. Yes.
1: It's great. You have a streetcar right. and they take you right into the, uh, wherever you want downtown or you can go mm-hmm. deep into the Garden District uh, and it's a fun ride. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a reasonable ride and a fun ride and, uh, uh, I, I like the location. It's got, it. it you know, it's very, it's very connected to different things and a lot of good energy there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Energy. Yeah. Just, just, just like in this room, just like you. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. So, so we one definitely, one yes, please. Do you still race cars? I do. Yes. Oh, I'm so uh, jealous. <laughs> I uh, love <laughs>
1: it. Matter of fact, I'll probably go to NOLA Motorsports this weekend. I've been a member out there since they opened the track and I have a wow. need for speed. So yeah. I was, Born, uh, I got a, my first motorcycle when I was uh, five years old. I couldn't even touch the ground. Oh and, my god! Just ever since then, it's been nothing but a disaster. <laughs> no, That's I'm just so kidding. So awesome. <laughs> <Crashing>. <laughs> I own
0: it by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I raced
1: motocross, offshore powerboats so with my father, and, yeah, and then cool. uh, now the cars. So, but. Uh, but I love, cars are a lot safer. Yeah, uh, They right. They're good and they're, mm-hmm. I have a lot of fun doing that. Thank you for asking.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm so old. I
0: remember when your dad used to race at the lake. We would all go, mm. what's the name of that restaurant? Oh my gosh, right there on the lake, that's not Barts or something. Well, Bar- that's it. Barts. That's it, yes. Barts on the lake. Yeah. Wow yeah oh gosh that was, that was that was some good old days it back was then good time, i'll yeah. tell you that's
1: <laughs> right let's create some good new days i know
2: you yes.
0: really need to all what right. happened to the racing on the
1: lake yeah it, it's really not our fault it's theirs mm-hmm. uh, i mean the sanctions got all blown up and and had all kind of problems and they fought fought amongst each other and they not they just like a business needs an organization need leadership need someone to keep them together and they you just get that disjointed. You know, some racers go here and there and here and there. They just need to come together as one group in order to really to pull it off and get back together
0: again. I feel like you could spearhead that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: if I was back, I was into it, I would. But, uh,
0: what happened to your dad's boat? Uh,
1: we sold it. Uh, actually, before he passed, we had a... Uh, he, started, he was in the middle of building a boat. It was supposed to be the world... World's fastest propeller speedboat. I ended up driving that boat, building it, finishing, driving it 200 miles an hour. Oh
2: my gosh! And, uh, gosh.
1: On the water, and, and it was at that moment that I realized that I wasn't in, in control of that situation. I <laughs> so
2: didn't levitate. Got, got, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I said, uh, I said, if I'm, I, said, I got too much to live for to be in this boat at 200 miles an right. hour. Right. So I, I, uh, I, we just decided to get out of it and, and sell it. We were shooting for a goal of 238 miles an hour. So we didn't quite oh get gosh. there.
0: Now you, personal life. You're married, correct? Yes. Okay, and that's one way you're different from your dad. Like you, oh, yes. you've been married like 30, thirty something years. So yeah,
1: thirty-five years, okay. thirty-six years this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, uh, Liz is great. She's definitely a great balance for me. She, she definitely is is my my, my friend and, and 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 my partner in what I do, and we you know we had five girls and they, they're um, I tried to have a boy, obviously. Yeah. I had five girls. <laughs> But, uh, but that didn't work out. not in the college, but I do have five grandsons and a granddaughter. So wow. I got it on the backside.
0: Was she like, okay, that's it. Like, even if this <laughs> fifth one is, yeah. a, is a girl, like, you're done. Would you have kept going, or were you done too?
1: No, I mean, when, when I had the fifth girl, yeah. I was done. Done. Yeah. I, no, <laughs> I, mean, I That had to be it. And uh, right. it, so it was. But uh, so you sad. have
0: brothers that carry the Koopa name, yes? Yes. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I, I have was about uh, to say. My brother Chris had the first. Boy, as Chris Jr. and uh, and they've had you know you know boys along the way and then you know so now I just have my kids boys to play around with.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm
1: just a little bit older to play with them now <laughs> than when I was back then.
0: My husband was an only child, so he's like, "We're oh. having a boy." So the third one was a boy, thank goodness. I didn't have to go five.
2: Yeah, <laughs> is, oh, five girls is fun. Damn, <laughs> right? crazy. expensive yeah. as hell, though, right? Yeah, it yeah. was
1: crazy. It has been. I actually married my my youngest daughter off. On January, young January fourth. So by January fourth, <laughs> Jan- uh, so I've graduated five of them from college and married off all five. Nice. So that's a hell of an accomplishment.
0: Yes. Wait, I know. I know another thing I wanted to ask you too. So when you knocked down your dad's house, like you actually built there and now you live where you grew up, right? Yes. I did. Yeah. How how cool is that? Very.
1: Uh, that's yeah. It's, cool. it's, it's you know we made a decision. We we're supposed to downsize when the kids all moved out, but. Yeah, for the grandkids. So yeah. now I just have this three bedroom, ten thousand square foot house, but but uh, and some the kids that run around and play in. So yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing house and it's a it's a lifelong achievement award there. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, why three bedrooms?
1: You don't want
2: them to sleep over? No, <laughs> that's strategic. You can hey, come he's over, but you
1: must go home. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> he told you he was the best at strategy. So yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I am thinking it through. yeah
2: <laughs> just proves our case. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, this
0: has been amazing. I mean, I feel like, you know, people got to know you a little bit better. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I like podcasts because it's getting to know you personally. It's not just like two seconds of the news or whatever. Yeah. Sit down, Mm -hmm. drink a margarita and hear your story so I want to thank you so much sure. for coming today I enjoyed it look if you ever want to come back if y'all have some events going on you want okay. to send mm-hmm. somebody okay. if you can't make it you know Great. just to come and bring us some margaritas and hang out and talk about what yeah. you have coming up we'd love it
1: yeah. I've enjoyed this y'all been yeah. fun
2: yes it's been fun it has One
0: so cheers Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Happy cheers. Friday I'm so you. glad yes. that New Orleans got to know a little bit more about you.